if you're using heavier loads, you might be able to gain the same benefits while leaving a few reps left in the tank. Hey guys, it's Corey from Redefining Strength, and today I want to talk about training to failure. What is training to failure? Who should do it? What are the upsides and downsides? I think right now we have this attitude with our workouts that if we're not feeling destroyed at the end, if we're not feeling brutalized, that we didn't work hard enough. If we're not deathly sore the next day, that we didn't do enough. But being sore, working until we feel like we're going to puke or pass out or have to lay on the ground doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get the results that we want. Training harder doesn't mean we're training smarter. Training harder doesn't equal better results. But training to failure isn't the same necessarily as feeling brutalized either. So what is training to failure? Basically, training to failure means you simply can't do another rep. It's not that you're feeling tired. It's not that your heart rate's so elevated you want to throw up. It's that you cannot complete another rep of that exercise with the loads that you have. Because training to failure literally means that you can't do another rep and it's not just that you're getting fatigued, it can be really hard for some of us to implement this technique, especially when we're starting out. Beginners often don't really realize what's just feeling fatigued and what's actually being maxed out. So if you're just starting out and you're starting to test those boundaries, don't be afraid to push your limits just a little bit. But that doesn't mean that you're always going to failure and that you can't complete one more rep. Training to failure is an interesting subject because a lot of us aren't really aware of what weights we need to use to challenge ourselves. An interesting study took lifters and asked them what loads they used for 10 reps during their workouts to challenge themselves. They then used them to ask that weight to go to failure. The amazing part was is that most didn't fail at 10 to 12 reps. Even 13% managed to do over 20 reps with a weight that they were using for 10 reps only. So it's really key that we understand the difference between even challenging ourselves and going to failure. We need to challenge ourselves if we want to progress. So if you're starting out, while you might not train to failure, it's key that you do understand that you need to challenge your body to create change. It might even be a good idea to stop short of failure because you're deconditioned and you're just rebuilding. While our muscles might be able to handle a weight, it doesn't really mean that our body is ready to handle those loads, and that's what can lead to injury. So take your time to rebuild. So if training to failure might not be right for a beginner, who is it right for, and what are the upsides of it? Training to failure is definitely a technique better reserved for those experienced lifters, especially those that are suffering from a plateau. So if you've hit a plateau where you're not really building strength and you're not seeing your weights progress and you're struggling to create more muscle hypertrophy or gain more muscle, you might want to implement a phase of training to failure. This doesn't mean that you're taking every exercise to failure either. You might implement it for just a move or a round in one of your workouts. You might even only use it for those stubborn areas you're really trying to grow. So as an experienced lifter who's hit a plateau, this can be a great way to overcome it, even if you only implement it for a week break between your other workouts. You don't need to always be pushing and training to failure. In terms of the benefits that you can reap from training to failure, old school bodybuilders felt that it was the key to gaining strength and muscle mass. Recent studies have shown that training to failure might not be as essential as we think to building strength. In terms of training to failure and the strength and hypertrophy benefits, studies have shown that you might be able to leave a few reps left in that tank if you're trying to focus on strength gains. So going to failure every single time might not be necessary to build strength. Studies are mixed, though, on whether or not you can get better hypertrophy gains from going to failure, because one of the thoughts is is that those last few reps that you have to push out when you're fatigued are those magic reps that really help you build. If you're an experienced lifter really trying to build muscle, you might want to use training to failure for a few reps or even a few movements during your workout routine. Training to failure might also be more beneficial if we're using lighter loads. When we use heavier loads, we're going to recruit more muscle fibers just to handle those heavier loads. But when we're training with lighter loads, we might actually need to do more reps and take it closer to failure to get the same benefits. 
The reason training to failure might be more helpful when we're using lighter loads is because as we approach muscular failure, the central nervous system increases the number of motor units that are recruited. So as we fatigue, we call on more muscle fibers to help generate the same output, which is what leads to muscle gains. With using heavier loads, we're going to recruit more muscle fibers to handle those heavier loads. Because lighter loads don't require the same muscle fiber recruitment, we might actually get the same benefit by adding in more reps and taking our training to failure. So if you're training at home or you don't have access to the same heavy loads you might be using at the gym, you can still get great strength gains and hypertrophy gains by using the lighter loads and taking your training or your reps closer to failure. Just be conscious of the volume that you're creating when you're taking your reps to failure, because volume can lead to overuse and injury, even though we often associate injuries with heavy loads. Another reason to implement training to failure in your routine is if you're training less frequently. So if you're training less frequently, taking a few rounds or sets to failure might benefit you because you have ample recovery in between your sessions. If you're also able to train for longer periods of time, so you're able to have that hour, hour and a half, even two hour workout and actually give adequate rest between rounds, you might find that training to failure does benefit you. But it's really key that we include enough rest because if we don't include enough rest, we're not going to get the benefits and be able to repair and recover from our workouts. If you're considering training to failure during your workouts, just make sure that you have ample recovery between sessions. You can include longer rest periods during your workout and even consider what goals you're trying to work towards. Training to failure may be more beneficial if you're using lighter loads or even if you're more focused on strength endurance or improving that work capacity over simply strength gains and muscle hypertrophy. So what are the downsides to training to failure? The main cost of training to failure is that it requires more time for you to recover and rebuild. If you're training an area more frequently or trying to do more full body splits, you don't want to train to failure because it's going to require more time to rest and recover. Recovery is really how we reap all the benefits of our workouts. So if you're training more frequently, taking reps to failure is only going to hold you back. Training to failure also puts us at greater risk for injury, especially if we aren't an experienced lifter. Because as you fatigue, your form is going to break down. If you're experienced, you know how to handle this and still use the correct muscles. You also know when your form is putting you at risk. Beginner lifters won't realize when they're compensating as they fatigue. So don't implement this if you're not really well-versed in the form of a movement. Because studies don't show that it's definitively better, it might be better to leave a few reps in the tank so that you can keep progressing and really tracking those numbers to show improvement. Because of the cost shown of training to failure and the fact that we can gain muscle and build strength without training all the way to failure, it might not be right to include in your routine, especially long-term. And if you're really focused on building speed and power at the gym, do not include training to failure as that has been shown to actually be detrimental to your gains. So while you may implement training to failure if you are an experienced lifter trying to bust through a plateau or build strength and muscle, especially with stubborn muscle groups, if you're a beginner lifter or you're focused on building speed and power, it might not be right for your training. Some things to consider if you are considering adding some sets to failure or training to failure into your routine. You want to think about your training experience. It might be more beneficial for advanced lifters. You also want to think about your training schedule. If you're training more frequently, you don't want to include training to failure because you're going to have to have a longer time to rest and recover. Otherwise, your subsequent workouts are going to be impacted. If you are training less frequently, it might be beneficial to help you really build the stimulus to grow muscle and build strength because you will have plenty of time to recover between sessions. You also want to consider the loads you're using. Training to failure may be more beneficial if you're using lighter loads. If you're using heavier loads, you might be able to gain the same benefits while leaving a few reps left in the tank. Also consider your training goals. 
If you're working on speed and power, it will only be detrimental to include training to failure. However, if you really focus on muscle hypertrophy or gaining muscle, you might want to include some training to failure in your routine, even if just for a set of a compound lift or at the end of your workout to burn out a stubborn muscle group that you might be isolating. You might even find that depending on the muscle you're working, and if it's more slow twitch muscle fibers, you do include more training to failure because that muscle can handle a larger volume. Just remember that training to failure doesn't mean that you're leaving yourself destroyed at the end of every workout. Training harder doesn't mean you're training smarter. You always want to track your numbers and try and do a little bit more weight or one more rep with each workout. You want to focus on progression from previous workouts over just trying to make yourself feel destroyed at the end of a session. And if you're just starting out and wondering what loads you should use, be ready to be a little bit uncomfortable. You've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you want to create progression and build muscle and strength. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please leave a positive review, five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those different places. If you have any questions, comment below the video and I'll happily reply to them and hopefully give you some more tips.